If you're listening, you already know. It's the Perlo Podcast Top 10 list from the South Carolina Low Country, and we are back. Joining us again, Mathis. What's up? What's up? So good. I've had time to stretch and think and get my li- – I'm like doing a little Rocky montage right now, climbing up hills in the snow and getting ready for Drago, man. It's a good times. <laughs> Adam? Sean, I'm badder and balder than ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host, Shane. If you've never listened, these gentlemen get a topic. They take the topic, turn it into a top 10 list, give that list to me, and we reveal it for you. And tonight's topic, just in time for your drive or your hungoverness on Thursday, the top 10 things about Thanksgiving. It's funny because our last one we did was top holidays. And if you, spoiler alert, close your ears if you haven't listened to that one yet, Mathis had Thanksgiving number six and Adam had Thanksgiving number one. So you're so fat. God almighty, you're so fat. Our, oh, our first one back is like, Hello. I like food. Food is good. I can hear you sweating Mountain Dew out of your pores through this podcast. So I don't want to hear anything about weight. That, I got a big 32 ounce right here beside me. Usually it's 44, but it's late at night. I got to calm down. It's nine o'clock at night, you monster. And that episode <laughs> was released on August 1st. It is now November 22nd. We had a long, long season. Um, great job, Adam. Congrats to your season. You guys did an awesome job up there in the mountain, um, down here in the swamp. We did a, we had a good season as well, but not as good as yours. In fact, in fact, in September, there was the first annual Perlo Bowl, and that went to Adam in the mountains. So Adam beat a top know, 10 team. Beat a top I want to talk team. about this. Not only did we beat a top 10 team, we beat a 35 under 35 coach, which truly – is the highest honor you could receive. I, I feel like that was the state championship game. We're getting the rings made. All right. Oh. <laughs> if there's not a t-shirt, I don't – there's a, if there's not a t-shirt, I don't know why we're even playing the game. I really don't know. We've had a lot of time away. What the, It what says, I've cured HIV on it. <laughs> We've had a lot of time away. What have you guys been doing besides our jobs? Um, I had another offspring. I am now the father of two. Um, so now we have to play real man to man. Um, that's the big thing is making sure you know, <laughs> that's, that's a key. Um, but she's beautiful. She looks just like me. Um, you know, obviously, so that's, you know, she's, she's gorgeous. She's got a big old head. She's bald too. Um, we like to keep it, keep that all, keep that rolling. She, I'm sure she'll be a member of the Prolo podcast. If she serves 35 and loses all ambition. <laughs> Adam. What have you been doing? Uh, became slightly balder, not fatter, and, uh, you know, really perfected my gumbo recipe. Well, I've lost probably 20 pounds. Well, that was going to happen anyway because your medication's not been working. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys miss about the podcast since we've been gone? I miss, oh, I miss, I, I miss getting big Bob notes. I really do. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that. Okay, I miss you Bob's know. commentary. I miss the hands commentary. I miss the Burnett clan spread throughout the southeast with their commentary. I missed I missed I missed the 7 a.m. commentary from all the people driving to work the next day. What because we'll drop it tonight. They'll be listening to us in their cars uh on their way to work tomorrow. And I, I miss the 705 text like 
ah, Sean's back, and just things like that. Just it's gonna how be, about it's gonna I, be great. How about I heard that Miami? I was listening to Dan Lebitard, and I heard that Miami, the players have gotten together to basically just want to get rid of Manny Diaz, and one of the players trying to get rid of him is the one, the only, the greatest college football player ever in the CFP era, Brett Romberg. Lee <laughs> <laughs> Brett Romberg, dude. When Bruce Feldman writes Kane Mutiny 3, Kane's Horizon, <laughs> that will be the largest chapter in the book. With Lane Kiffin as the head coach. Lane Kiffin as the head coach. Um, so we actually abruptly ended season two with no closure. Uh, we never got to condiments. We we're supposed to be giving that. Yep, that was that's it. The big red machine was going to be the special guest for top condiments. I'm, in fact, I'm looking at your top 10 condiments list. I imagine that's changed in your newfound extra time off. You've probably explored some new condiments. But we will do the top condiments episode for you before Christmas. Oh. That'll be our Christmas present to you. And we will have the big red machine join us. We just need to get with him and work out a schedule. Here, I'll spoil it for everyone without having seen everyone else's list. I'm going to go on a limb and say mayonnaise one. No. Not for me, it did not. Not nope. many fans. Nope. City shout outs. We had a lot of new places tuning in as we were gone. And thank you all that tuned in and listened to our episodes, even though we weren't actively recording. Uh, we had big jump in numbers, especially in early to mid-October. I don't know what was going on in the world. We didn't go into any more lockdowns or anything, but we appreciate y'all tuning in. We had a nice jump. Thank you. Hope that uh, we deliver for y'all tonight, our loyal fan. City shout-outs. <laughs> Easily, South Carolina. Oh, Thank that's, you that's for the, tuning in. That's the Clemson Burnets. Yeah, the Clemson yeah. Burnets. All right, here's one for you. Kent, Ohio. Oh, they'll, they'll be moving down here for long. They're trying to get a field. They read in Garden and Gun that Perlo was a thing, and they thought that this would explain what it was. Well, they're trying to get a feel for the low country, and they accidentally stumbled upon this. This we, is definitely not the podcast for that because it's a guy from Pennsylvania and another guy from Anderson. <laughs> the next University of Florida coach, Kyle Whittingham, was listening in Salt Lake City. We appreciate you, Coach Whittingham. Shout out to the uh, LDS community. Thank you for supporting us. <laughs> Latter-day Saints. <laughs> Nothing says Perlo podcast like multiple wives. Nothing. <laughs> Actually, the, nothing says Perlo podcast quite like not drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> I could hear Mrs. Colonel in the background laughing at that. And no, our hacking horrible cough in the background. <laughs> and our international shout out goes to a new listener, Canada from Ontario. Thank you. Did, I, did one Iranian listener like get locked up? Is that what happened? No, we actually had a bump in, I, in Iranian listeners. Um, nah, Fahir told his boys, and now we're huge in Tehran. I don't know <laughs> if we picked up any Afghani listeners. I'll have to go back and look. But you know, right after we stopped recording, Afghan got a little little wonky. So, all right, let's get into it. Top ten things about Thanksgiving. But as always, first we go over our notable omissions. The first one, corn. Eh, eh. We have corn pie, which I enjoy. It's really good. That's amazing because it's just basically just sugar and corn and uh, bread, which I'm a big fan of. But just corn. Eh. corn pie for a minute here, you freaking yokel. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about corn at Thanksgiving is to take it and put it in your mashed potatoes. You know, you can eat a KFC bowl anytime you want. You don't have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
depressed. You can be depressed year round. Failure pile in a sadness bowl. Yeah, it's what. Yeah, exactly. It's what Patton Oswalt calls it—a failure pile in a sadness bowl. <laughs> Next notable omission: stretchy pants. Well, sir, you may. This may shock you, but we wear stretchy pants all the time. It's not a celebration. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's not just Thanksgiving. That's an everyday thing. We just call those pants around these parts. <laughs> When you have khakis that have elastic in them, that's... Oh, man, I'll tell you, what a movement we've had in the men's department with the golf khakis. You want to talk about game changer for work? I'll be honest, hey, let me tell you something. The extendable waist is a game changer for the old admin guys. I can promise you that right now. And for me, with my my dang weight fluctuating, you know, I'll be back up to 210, 215 here in the next five months. You have LBJ levels of weight (laughs) fluctuating. I do, I do. The same stress weight fluctuation of a man who was fighting the Vietnam War and getting the <laughs> civil rights that fast, and you're doing it trying to get Tucker and Jaden, you know, moving forward and getting the first down. <laughs> <laughs> That's his Vietnam. <laughs> That's his Denang. <laughs> you should have seen it. They were coming everywhere. <laughs> and the last notable—that's what it felt like at in um. In Lexington. And the last notable omission. Well, the Tyler Army is mighty. The kickoff to Christmas. No, no, no. One holiday at a time. But, well, you know, going at the end of the night, you go, you know, Black Friday shopping at like eight o'clock, go get your TV. Like, that's fun. First, I'm going to tell no. you right now. Hey, hey, the mother of the tie has a completely separate set of decorations for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm currently outside looking at the five different flags we have that have turkeys and pumpkins on them. So I'm telling you, they're definitely separate holidays and they will never the twain shall meet. Well, Mrs. Sean has decided that we're skipping Thanksgiving. We went right to Christmas because we had our Christmas tree up and I'm looking at reindeer decorations, etc. Christmas lights up all year round though. By the way, can I does, I know everyone hears the call. Is everyone's wife ill? Yeah, that's her. That's her coughing. You're right. That's your, mine's coughing through the door over here. Oh, <laughs> everyone all all wives take your in booster. South Carolina. Take your booster, Mrs. Colonel. Take your booster. Take your we, booster. We're all we're all boosted up, vaxxed up. <laughs> Bill Gates has my social. We need to get our booster. That's that's on the list. Did it CVS took no time at all. I I, I don't know, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. I need to get. Let's get into the list. Number ten for Mathis, the perfect plate. Ah, uh, that's a thing of beauty. Well, I'll say this because we both know we're going to get a snap here some point there on Thursday of a single slice of ham. Sorry, with ass table, liver of with, ham. Yeah. With, with a tablespoon of macaroni and a literally a like drop an eyedropper of gravy that is going to be on. Uh, uh, there will not be Sean's plate any like, gravy on my plate. Zero gravy. Yeah, well, the, the man doesn't eat gravy. It's terrible. Hey, but, but let's be real. How you know that's like that's a thing when you have to go through that line. When you go through the line, we do a buffet. We don't actually pass the plates because we're yeah, we know, same, yeah. There's not enough time for that. So you walk through the little buffet and literally you have to make sure there's just enough room for everything you got to get. Because God forbid you go back and get something else. That's not happening. You got to get it all on one, then do it all over again. So, you know, getting that plate just set up just right and making sure nothing falls, you know, you got to walk off like you're disarming a bomb, like you're walking in there taking short steps, trying not to breathe <laughs> to make sure, you know, you get it to the table without tripping. 
And for some, if you go to a big family gathering, like we used to have my mom's family, where there was 35 people, you had to go and like make sure you don't bump into any of the folding chairs that are set up amongst the house. Another big thing is you have to make sure placement of items matter. Like all gravied items need to be in one location. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Because I don't really want gravy on my macaroni. I don't really yes. want that to happen. The turkey and the ham need to be near each other. The corn and the mashed potatoes need to be near each other. The mac and cheese needs to be on the other side of the meat. And the bread needs to be over by the corn. Or as uh, as Sean has pointed out, you can just put it all in one bowl and eat it like. Yeah, you can all slop it together like an animal and choke <laughs> it down. Number 10 for Adam. We'll see later in a related lister from Mathis. Number nine for Adam, the Godfather Marathon. What a Godfather what, Marathon, man. That's obscure, but great. What a great pick. It is a great time to sit with your father and be at peace, not speaking, watching the Godfather saga. Yeah, yeah Mrs. Sean and then when Godfather it. 3 comes on, you change the channel to something else. I you got to watch that, it. Do you actually go through Godfather 3? You're like, you know, that pretend it doesn't exist. I do Godfather. Christ, no, it makes my father violently angry. Hey, do you know that you know they redid the Godfather? They did it in order. Like they really yeah. like, like that's HBO the best way to watch it. it. Yes. Yeah. It's called the Godfather saga, you peasants. Yeah, it's the best way to watch it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We have to use like the laser disc and like put them in, you know, change out disc halfway through. Or the No, VHS well, when you become well, when you become the landed gentry, they just pipe it into your house. And, well, the best, and, and and as U.S. history teachers, you use the opening scene of Godfather 2 to teach Ellis Island. Yeah, There's, I don't do that, but I will from now on. It's it's great. Kids get it after that. They're like, oh, okay. Oh, Godfather is such a great movie. It, 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 like, Godfather 2 is great as well. But the first one, man, that is just so great. That that, that opening scene is just unbelievable. The wedding. Uh, yep. And, and who hasn't done Luca Brasi's voice? Make a first child be a masculine child. I, I mostly do. Brando. I'm mostly a Brando guy. You would be. Yeah, you would be. Come to me every day at my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Ask me to kill this man. And if you hadn't seen the documentary on Brando and what he did for Island of Dr. Moreau when he purposely like messed with the director, you need to see it. It's amazing. Oh my God. I was actually listening. I think, did you listen to How Did This Get Made about that recently? Oh, God, it's so good. No, I need to listen to that. Oh, it's so awesome. I I won't spoil too much, but he literally, they interviewed a woman who was in the movie, and she was trying to talk to him about, how do you want me to do this line? And he goes, we're all getting a paycheck. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) Yeah. Um, For those of you at home, loyal podcast listener, you have now heard the first look at the season three voice of Adam. We went from King's Speech to Godfather. No, no King's Speech will be back in a later episode. <laughs> Number nine for Mathis, the kids' table. I, I don't know how – for, for us, we used to always go to my mother's family's house, and she has 21 first cousins. So, like, they have, like the, – and because her mother had six six siblings. So, like, the, the, the grown folks' table, my dad still hadn't gotten to sit at the grown folks' table. Like, he's not old enough, and he's 70. So, like, you know, <laughs> the kids' table was always, like, it's always, like, the worst card table in America. It's yes, like ripped yes. and torn up, but it's got, like, a 12-cent dollar store, uh, you know, tablecloth on it, and you got to yeah. get over there. And, and, and when you get to be about 14, and those little short seats don't fit your legs anymore, so now you're eating turkey with your knees around your head. It's definitely a problem, but it is such a Thanksgiving tradition to have a kids' table. You know, it just it, – it's it, – 
it just it, every time I think about Thanksgiving, I think about the kids' table, you know, and being able to like. Of course, I was eating like a grown man at seven, but you know, everybody else was out playing. I was just getting my third plate at that point, but it was still sitting at the kids' table alone by myself, crying at a cupcake. Well done. That's a great description of kids' table. <laughs> That's perfect. Kids' table. Kids' table's kind of elite, though. You know what I mean? It's where the real cousin bonding happens, where That's you, true. you plot, and then. <laughs> Grandmother sends all of you to go up into her non-air conditioned freaking attic to go get her plastic tree out, and you and your other <laughs> fat are all sweaty. Oh, in your nice it, sweater. It, did y'all have cousins you only saw at Thanksgiving? Like yes. you, that's the yes. only time you've seen them. Yes. And like, yes. and, and best part is my mom would do like you know Grogan family roll call where I was supposed to like remember these people's names, and all of them are named Brooks because that was like a family name. And it's like huh. Brooks one, two, three, and four, including my brother. And I was like, you know, I don't remember which one's which. And half of them are girls and half of them are boys. It was very confusing. No, see, what we do is we do that kind of thing at the family Christmas party in Andrews where the North Carolina family comes down. And I've gone to it every year my entire life, and I have no idea who is there. <laughs> I do not know these people. They do not know my name. And we just nod at each other and then sit for two hours. And that's what they did. <laughs> What always happens is they always know what I did for a living. So it was always talk about football, but it's always about teams I don't know. And they always ask you some question about like college football as if I'm going to ever coach North Carolina. Like, you know, they're like, what do you think about recruiting for the for Chapel Hill? Yes. I don't know. Exactly. Like, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're all Tar Heels fans. I, <laughs> I heard the Jets are looking for a new coach. Cool. Not going to be me. <laughs> like, all right. Oh. Number eight for Mathis. Speaking of football, number eight for Mathis is say it real loud for everybody. Second round Newberry Wolves football team. Oh my <laughs> lord! Oh that yes. Oh don't worry, we're, we're gonna be talking. I'll be talking mad trash to all my family about the fact that we are in the second round of the playoffs, playing uh, Bowie State after our miraculous overtime win. It was an awesome game. It was an awesome game. I watched it. A lot of credit goes out to the Wolves and the Wolf alumni. Dude, I, first of all, if you haven't watched D2 football on a webcam, you're missing out. I'm telling you, the, <laughs> announcers, <laughs> hey, the announcers are so bad. Like, literally, they called our quarterback a peewee quarterback. They literally said it. These and, plays are like and, rec ball plays. Hey, and then and then we won, and I literally about put a hole through the floor. I jumped up so fast. It was amazing. It was so awesome. I think my favorite but, uh, was Newberry loves to call a trick play here. I know it's fourth and ten in their own territory. They'll pre- I need they need to watch out for a fake. I don't believe that they're punting. Up, oh, they punted it. <laughs> oh, so awesome! How about those freaking fighting Varn Wolves? <laughs> the Tunnel Wolves. Oh God! And what makes it even better is shout out to shout out to where I where I work now is that the running back is from the school where I coach, and he scored and literally went to the fans and did his little cute dog dance in front yeah, of their did. fans. It was so amazing. It was just Dude, such you know a- what I really can't wait for is that when they beat Bowie State this week, it's going to be a tunnel screen to win the game. Yep, it is to Demarius. They call- Hey, hey, look, they called tunnel screen on third and 12, and it almost hit. And I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just. I yes, you did. Yes, maybe, you did. <laughs> maybe I'm bitter. Maybe. <laughs> no, uh, number hey, eight look. for Adam Townie Wednesday. Townie freaking 
Wednesday. Do you know about Townie Wednesday, my friend? I do not. Please explain. Okay, so Townie Wednesday is the time-honored tradition, and it starts when you're a freshman in college, all right, mm-hmm. where everyone you've known your entire life returns for the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and they're like, all right, let's all go out drinking like it's the Civil War, and they're coming to amputate our legs. It's the best night of the year to go out when you're in college with your home friends. Yes, yeah, I, like I, you and all your home friends catch up, you go out, you have a huge time, you wake up the next morning, you feel terrible, you're shaking over the turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Townie. My sister hit Townie Wednesday so hard, we had to pull over the car so she could throw up on the way to King Street. <laughs> See, for us, it wasn't really on Wednesday. It was actually on Friday because our school, because the school I went to, was always in like the lower state championship that that week. So like everybody met up that Friday night, and like at the game you would meet up people and then stay out till you know all godly hours on Friday evening. So, but yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying. That sounds like a blast though. Yeah, Townie Wednesdays also it's it, it's great because everyone no one works the next day. No, even and New Year's Eve sucks. First off, oh, terrible New Year's holiday. Eve is without a doubt the most overrated holiday on the American calendar. But Townie Wednesday, no one works the next day. It is the night. It's the night to do it. It's fun. It's a blast. The joy of Townie Wednesday is what you think New Year's is going to be. Perfect. (laughs) That's perfect. That's exactly right. And in reality, New Year's Year's Eve is like, wow, we paid money to go here, and this sucks. That's a great pick. That's a good – that's a solid choice for for episode one right there. Well done. That's my favorite choice. That would be my number one probably. Number seven for Adam, green bean casserole. Oh, green. you bomb. Oh, I hate you so much. Oh, I know this is a green vegetable and a disgusting. Oh. But this is a this is deep, deep in my Caucasian roots right here. <laughs> it's something like cream of mushroom soup and French's fried onions on it. Oh god. Do you and think French's fried onions are French's fried onions only event only made for that dish? Is that the only thing they're ever used for? It's the only thing I ever see on the can telling you. <laughs> Uh, my question is, who's the first one to try that? You know what makes these green beans taste good? We're going to put some cream mushroom soup in there and some green beans, and then we're going to put some fried onions, some Funyuns on top of it and eat it. It's going to be great. Well, I, what I've learned is that cream of mushroom soup was the 90s white mom cure-all. You know what I mean? Dude, and used to oh. mix with cream of mushroom soup and made into an edible meal. We used to put it, my dad used to put it on everything, and he would like dip it out of the, it would come out of the can and it would have like kind of like cranberry sauce. Yes. It would come out and it would still be in the shape yes. of the can. Oh, it was horrible. Anything that comes out and doesn't like spread is not meant to be for human consumption. Like my that's mom, like a real uh, oh. A classic growing up was baked chicken with cream of mushroom soup and rice. That was like a standard weeknight meal <laughs> when she was busy because it took no time or thought to make. And then one week we were like, Hey, mom, you realize you made this like three nights this week, right? And she was like, huh? <laughs> you were like, yeah, dude, like the fridge oh, is full. Yeah. everything okay? Oh, yeah, n- n- nothing made nothing made me sadder than my, my dad makes the best gravy on the planet. Like it's, uh, granted, it clogs your arteries the second you eat it, but it is the best gravy ever. And I'd come home and he'd make hamburgers. He'd be like, oh, it's gravy. And there would be like cream mushroom soup that he like made into a gravy. And it was not good. It was not as, I, I was so disappointed. Uh, it's a bummer. Number seven for Mathis. I think it's a terrible pick, but it's his. The weather. Dude, I'll tell you, Yeah, a good, a good, here's the thing. Most Thanksgivings I think about, 
for some reason, it just doesn't usually rain on Thanksgiving here. And so it's always kind of cold, but not too cold. And it's like, you know, I, I know this sounds like miscongeniality. Yeah, I like April 24th because it's just good enough for a light jacket. But like that's realistically, it's got a little nip in the air. You know, it's you can be outside. And if you're a man of my girth, not sweat to death. I mean, it's one of the few times I ever get to wear a jacket and feel moderately comfortable. So, yeah. I mean, usually it's a, it's a good time. No, I'm cold weather is big boy season all day long. And nobody rocks a quarter zip like you boy. This is what I was this is what I've been training for all year long. Well, <laughs> I I rocked a quarter zip to work today. Also, speaking of big boy season cold weather, only one person in this in this podcast rocked out cold weather short sleeves. Mm. How'd yes. it go? Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, I was sick for a week, but it was only it was only thirty eight degree wind chill with the driving rain. But I manned up and probably violently ill for the next week. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't be taking chances like that, man. In your condition, <laughs> you not have the white blood cell count to be doing that. <laughs> Number six for Mathis, the dessert table, fat dude. That, first of all, this whole. This whole podcast is fat. What are you talking about? That's that, the perfect that thing. This will be one of the most listened to episodes of all time. I'm just going to put that out hey, there because hey, it's about food. Say, say what you want to. Thanksgiving is about one thing. Christmas is about a lot of things. But Thanksgiving is about one thing. Eating till you about blow up and die. So like the th- dessert table, like because my family doesn't make desserts. I know it's hard to believe. We're more of an entree style family. But during Thanksgiving, there's multiple desserts. There's a couple of pies. There's pecan pie. There's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go like Bubba Gump here. There's pecan pie and there's pumpkin pie. And, there's, and then there's always banana pudding available. Banana pie. Well, oh. the, 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 the best part, though, is that how many, I don't you know, amateurs take the small plate for their dessert plate. Nay, nay. I get another large plate to get all the goodness on my plate at once to try it all. That's how I roll. This is the one. One day a year, I eat a slice of pumpkin pie. Do you enjoy it? I love it, but I, I can't have more than one slice a year. It's my it's my rule. To have a, a strange, strange line. line. <laughs> what a strange line to say. I will have one piece. <laughs> I can't even fathom how small the slice is, too. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll send a snap of that, too. It's called a sliver by most people, but it's okay. <laughs> you can see through it. Number six for Adam. Yams, also known as sweet potatoes. Not exactly, but yeah, um, it's, yams and sweet potatoes are kind of the same thing. Wait, sweet potatoes rule, and this is like the one time of the year I feel like we really bust them out and enjoy them. They are they're good. Here's my question to you, Colonel: Is a if you have a baked sweet potato, do you call that a yam? I only call yams the discs. Yeah, me too. To, to me, that is what makes a yam. It's got to be a disc, and it's got to be. Typically, it's in some type of syrup. Um, yeah, it, like, you know, it's floating in some sort of sugar compound that I assume yeah. you just want to coke out of. It's a it's yeah. a uh, mid Atlantic Thanksgiving specialty as a yam. Yeah, it's so good too. It is it is it is so amazing? And I'm like you. It's one of the few. It's one of the only holidays where we eat them. But it is like oh god, they always and it always begs the question of why don't we eat these more often? Hey, because I will die you of diabetes. No, dude, if yeah, uh, sweet potatoes straight up really aren't that bad for you if you're not like killing them with friggin' syrup, right? And you can take a sweet potato and just throw that thing in the oven and throw that thing literally to like the natural sugar in it starts kind of like popping out of the skin, black in the pan. It is the best sweet potato you'll have, and you need nothing on it. 
I learned something today. I learned I'll something have, as well. I'll have to go yeah. buy a sweet potato tonight. Here's another sweet potato trick. Okay. 2 a.m. You're standing in food line. He said it would be good. <laughs> cut, cut a raw sweet potato into cubes. All right. Drizzle honey and cinnamon on it. Put it in. Shock coming. Put it, <laughs> put it in a wrapped uh, thing of foil. Put it on the grill. 40 minutes. Here, let me let me just give our listeners an idea of Sean's Thanksgiving menu, right? Uh, buy a ham, cut one sliver uh, that's the size of half of your palm. Don't don't cut more than that. You don't want to fill up, right? <laughs> Two, make a raw onion, cut it, and then shingle parsnips in between the onion. <laughs> Bake until burnt. Three, make a sweet potato, right? Just mash it up. Pour honey over it. Enjoy. <laughs> Buy Chick-fil-A mac and cheese. Leave it out overnight. Heat it up the day of. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, and then take one piece of pumpkin pie, roughly a half a centimeter across. <laughs> and break, enjoy. Break the edge crust off of a pumpkin pie and dip some of the filling out of the middle. You forgot about corn and mashed potatoes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, have a suicide watch bowl of corn and mashed potatoes. <laughs> but no gravy. None. But gravy. No. Mustn't, mustn't have anything that would add flavor or moisture. <laughs> oh, God. You can add pepper, but not salt. <laughs> no, sea salt. Yes, one sprinkle of coarse sea salt. <laughs> Uh, all right perfect time we listened to mrs sean she said record a new <laughs> commercial and guess what by golly i record us a new commercial so the, one gonna... that, the one that tells you that music cannot be chosen because <laughs> <laughs> it stopped letting me put it on the podcast it kept blocking it so that's just... all right we're gonna take a break mathis has to go put his kid to sleep you have to get a word from our sponsor and we'll catch you on the other side. Welcome back to the Perlo Podcast. Today we're talking about the top 10 things about Thanksgiving. And so far, we have not been paid a visit by our special friend, the hamster. I, I've noticed that. And I think now we're definitely getting several hamsters. Have you, got new, have you got new internet, my man? No, just things are working out right now. Stop jinxing it. They are. They have worked out for you all fall. Number five for Mathis. We'll see later on Adam's list. But number five for Adam. Pretty cool one. Not working. Not working is great. Not working is ideal. Is I don't know how it's been for y'all, but I feel like we have had like a like we have not had a holiday in a really long time this fall. Like from school. I don't know why I feel that way. I'm like, we have just not had like there haven't been a lot of work days. Like it's been a lot of like, man, we're just going to slog through this. And we didn't have our summer was short because obviously the year was weird last year. And I'm like, please God, just give me a day off. That's all I'm looking yes. for. And, and not having to work on that day means the world to me. When y'all, when y'all are growing up, did you get all three days or did you just get two? I remember just getting Thanksgiving and Friday. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like, I don't remember getting Wednesday. I did not get Wednesday. My like until I was like in high school. Yeah, it was two in Pennsylvania. When I started teaching down here, I'm like, what? Three? Cool. And now some forward-thinking districts have given you the entire week, and good on them. 
They they always tried to build in the travel day for holidays, you know? Yeah. Which I'm saying now, there's nothing better than not traveling on Thanksgiving. That oh is such God. a great, awesome. It's amazing. Not like being able to get up in your own bed and get and like go and oh, it's just perfect. Oh, not having to drive eight hours. Whew. Oh, not winding through the back hills of Kentucky. Oh my God. Not stopping at a White Castle in Tennessee. That'll be me for as soon as work's over tomorrow, hitting the road and hitting the mountains. Here we go. Yeah, All right. Hour, hour one is fun. Hour six is just like the death march. Uh, is, uh, speaking of death marches, at least oh, it's not in Disney. <laughs> <laughs> um, my death march tomorrow will start and we'll take a pit stop in Columbia to grab specialty ramen and PDQ or rushes. Have rushes. Maybe Zesto. I don't know. I've been craving some Zesto. Then it will be a nonstop trip. Well, it won't be. We'll stop in Spartanburg, get some Starbucks, and then it'll be nonstop. Maybe a Knoxville stop. Probably not. Probably straight through to Lexington at 3 a.m. where you're doing this with your eyes, holding them wide open. That drive is a brutal drive. And when you get to Spartanburg, it feels like it's 15 minutes to wherever else you're going in the state after driving through the whole state of Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tennessee is a brutal state to drive. Through. Like literally, when once I got through Tennessee and I hit Asheville, I was like, "Oh, I'm just 15 minutes from home." Yeah, because <laughs> I drove back in the wedding shoes that I wore there. <laughs> Did we go to Nash? Yeah, we went to Nashville together and drove back. And me and that other guy were arguing the whole time in the car. Oh, it was horrible. I was in the back seat, just like I want to go home. I just want to be home. This guy tried to, the other guy tried to drive down the wrong ramp on the interstate, <laughs> just so he could get White Castle. Just so he could get White Castle. This is not. This is not good. He said, "I never had White Castle before. I want to get it." I said, "All right, cool. Don't go down the ramp. Go in the White Castle then." <laughs> oh, that's well done. Turns right. <laughs> yeah. It was like a movie. Number four for both of these gentlemen. Sean and Adam die in head-on collision. <laughs> in Nashville. Number, because Sean had to buy the cheap hotel because the, the expensive hotel near the convention center <laughs> was not in the price range. Number four for both these gentlemen is dressing. Mathis, boy. Mathis particularly, oyster dressing. It's good stuff. Oyster dressing is a low-country specialty. It is amazing. So good, and there's and there's not like a ton of oysters in it, but there's when you find one, it's like you know you found the golden ticket for really. It's long. just it's enough. So it's the right amount. Too many would ruin it. Oh yeah, it's it's just just mm, it's, it, if you haven't had it, first of all, make sure you get somebody who knows what they're doing because bad oyster dressing will make you you know want to end the entire planet. But it is it's so good, and regular dressing is great too. Um, I'm a dressing over stuffing man personally, um, because of how I like my turkey. But I I, I am a big and also, don't bring that stovetop crap around. You make that by hand the way it's God intended. Oh, yeah. Remember that dressing at school, which always looked like something that somebody had thrown up, like an owl pellet? But it always tasted really good. No, Dude. I don't, because I'm not eating that crap. Is there anything worse than, like, yeah, go over to someone else's house, and you can tell that their dressing is just, like, some Stouffer's box stuff, soggy terribleness? Dude, bad dressing will ruin your holiday. That's a real thing. It is. It's true. It will ruin your it more probably more than any other dish because you can mess that up and it gets real bitter and real like dry real fast. Dry dressing will literally make you pray for nuclear war. It's an insult to your guests. 
hundred percent. You should, if you have bad dress, let somebody else make. That's one thing about Thanksgiving. That's my public service announcement. If you know you can't cook, let other people do it. Let other people bring stuff to your home. You provide the setting. Let them bring the plate. You know, that's people will. People like to cook for Thanksgiving. They'll be glad to bring it to your house. Oh, my wife's gonna have a charcuterie board. It's out of this world this year. It's oh, so that sounds like a great addition to a modern Thanksgiving. A charcuterie I like board. It. Yeah, I like that a lot. Also, fun fun little tip for the listeners. All right, do not cook the turkey as one single piece. Cook the legs sep- and wings separate from the breast because to get all of them to temperature at the right time, you're going to make that breast dry and terrible. Hey, you know what? Because you know what? Because different cooking times for different sections of the bird. But how yes, I like, because- but, but it depends on how you're going to cook your bird. We're going to get to that in a minute. But like, it depends on how you're going to do your bird. Do whatever you want with the breast, fry it, smoke it, whatever. But with the legs and everything, braise them bad boys down because they'll taste better that way. Speaking of this, I do at one point in my life I'm going to try turducken. It it sounds amazing. It sounds like most amazing. It'll change your freaking life. You've had it? (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Where'd you have it at? At the meeting. You know it was at the meeting. It was was the Hammond versus Heathwood turkey bowl. (laughs) No, first of all, no. That meeting, we have an ostrich that's been stuffed with a dodo. (laughs) With an ortolan, Okay. And if you don't know what an Ortolan is, when you look it up, you're really going to enjoy that reference. <laughs> you, you, you poor people are really going to like that one when you wake up. <laughs> I'm looking at right? it now. No, the the fresh market in Columbia used to sell them, like small versions of them that was just like the breast and everything stuff with the sausage and everything. It'll change your life. And the gravy you make from that bad boy will make you hallucinate. Wow. Do you just want me to tell you what an Ortolan is? I see it. Wow. Go ahead and read the description. <laughs> I'm looking at it. Um, okay. Uh, great, great description. You're a master of wordplay. <laughs> wow, I'm reading it. Wow. <laughs> I was looking at the picture. Um, well, you sure can't paint a picture. <laughs> the customary way of eating Ortolan, a delicate songbird, involves the diner covering his or her head with a large napkin. Tradition dictates that this is to shield from God's eyes the shame of such a decadent and disgraceful act. That's from the Telegraph. Wow. Yeah. You're supposed to like drown it in vermouth, too. It's just like the richest. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's a thriving black market in France about Ortolans. Wow. You you must eat it with... uh... You must oh. eat it with chop- with chopsticks made from the breastbone of a gibbon. They eat it. Yes, on, they, eat, they, they eat it on billions. To make the silverware to eat it. Yeah, they eat it on billions, which means that Chris from Somerville is like screaming at his radio right now about Ortolans. Oh. He was probably at that meeting, if we're honest. Number three for Mathis and number ten for Adam have to do with how you cook your turkey. Mathis, are you good? I, I, I was going to wait to see if you were going to introduce it. Is this your job on this podcast? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm a fried turkey man. I, 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 if if I can talk, I will not do it myself because that's how you burn things down. But people that know what they're doing, a fried turkey will change your life. It is so good. Oh yeah, because because again, sometimes let's be real, turkey it's can get excellent. dry. On Turkey can get baked. Turkey can get dry on you, much for the reasons uh, that you cook it, trying to cook. Yeah, I already explained it. 
Yeah, like exactly. I like bar. I, I enjoy a good smoked turkey as well. But I'm telling you, there is no doubt that a fried turkey is a special, special thing. All right. That's what my number ten was is that I love the yearly round of turkey fryer fire incidents. The yep. videos on YouTube. You know what I mean? Have you have you seen the Alton Brown thing where he like takes and they like they absolutely they like, they like he shows what can happen if it's fried. Like or it's like it's still if it's still if it's still got ice in it. What could happen? Yes. Oh God, it's awful. It is. I mean, like, yeah. And, again, and people cook the like people have fly turkeys inside, which is a terrible decision. Oh, it looks God. like napalm going off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, it looks like we're dropping that on the Ho Chi Minh Trail, just frozen turkeys <laughs> and fryers. Uh-huh. Number three for Adam, gravy. Gravy, oh, baby. Oh, I should have. I should have picked that. I should have picked that. But, you know, and when Sean said he hated gravy, it reminded me that I kind of hate Sean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love him to death. I love him like a brother. But I also kind of, I kind of hate his ass like a brother, too. God, God, gravy is, bro, gravy is just mm, so amazing. I'm just thinking about gravy right now. It is the fattest thing to put on this list because it is literally just liquid fat. Yes. But my God, doesn't it bring the whole dish together? So much pepper, and so just. I will say that once again, it must. It needs a healthy, a healthy dose of spices. Your know, bland gravy is again something that needs to be like. If you don't know how to make gravy, let some again. Let someone else do it. They'll be glad to help you. Um, you know, but again, and thin gravy makes me want to like really punch people in the face. One of my favorite videos, and it's not about gravy, but it's to your point, is this woman. And she's irate. And I th- I want to say it's either 4th of July barbecue or it's uh, Thanksgiving. This woman is freaking out on her daughter because she's like, you put shrimp in the potato salad and that's not okay. And you did it without asking anybody. That's not <laughs> what I that I gave you. And I mean, she's losing it. But at the same time, I understand where the mom's coming from. This is an important holiday. Yeah, you just not play around. I don't know how you do your cooking. If you're going, if I cook for a lot of people, like I will not do a new recipe. I Absolutely. have to try. Like you have to do a test run first to make sure it tastes good, and then you work from that, man. Because it's too. You can really ruin a day. You can you can lose friends in a bad Thanksgiving meal. This this is not all right. This is not Billy Joel playing his new album. You know what I mean? This is <laughs> no man all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look here. You shut up and play the hits on Thanksgiving. <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants to hear Uptown Girl at their Thanksgiving. That's not what they're looking for. God no. They, they want to hear Creed. Can you take hey. me higher? Hey, you know what song sucks and we really need to talk about it for a minute, but I also kind of love it is Hamster. Finally, finally, it, it happened. Took, it took a gravy. Um, rant to get the how much going. how much spit is on his phone right now where he's uh, like like knocking ah! the song and nobody's gonna hear. I don't even know what song he was going for. I do not either. I was your voice saying my I got hamstered, so I just figured I'd come back in singing it. <laughs> what song? So sweet. Oh lips of an angel. Lips of an angel. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's funny about that song? We, I was listening to it the other day and I was like the whole premise of the song is he's whispering this to a woman on the phone, and then the first chorus he starts screaming, It's really good to hear your voice. 
like screaming it. <laughs> oh, anyway, so back good. to Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hinder. Wow. You did me with the hamster. <laughs> so Oh. Number two for Adam and number five for Mathis belong in the same conversation. Mathis talks about the Lions, the Detroit Lions, losing, and Adam just says football. Egg bowl, really. The joy of the egg bowl. Oh, I can see you being a big egg, egg bowl guy. Egg bowl, and before that, Texas, Texas A&M was always fun. Yeah. Dude, okay, dude, we'll, we'll get that back here in a couple years. Yep. I just remember the. I remember like being, again, at my mother's big Thanksgiving and every year watching the Lions go down, like it, like, I mean, just they tank it. It's like they're going for a first round pick on a one day thing. Like they it's never, awful. It's so oh. bad. And we're all subjected to it as a country. And it's gonna, the only thing. What, what's funny is you would think they would have like a special plan. Like guys, this is the one time of the year. Everybody will watch our game. Everybody will watch it. And you, their the solution is to never throw it to Calvin Johnson. You know what? On, <laughs> on, on Thanksgiving, we will never throw it to our best player. And we're gonna continue Ever. to lose, and, and we're gonna wear we're gonna wear the old uniforms. Yes, there it is. Needs. They're so oh. bad. They're plain and they're awful. Oh, oh god! Why? It's just, I just I can vividly remember. I don't think I've ever seen the Lions win on Thanksgiving. I've never. <laughs> we got. I'm I'm getting ready to look it up. I'm getting ready to look up who the games are this year. Let's see. It's I'll Packers look. and somebody, and the Lions and somebody. The Sometimes Buccaneers the Lions play the Packers in like the world ends. Times oh my god. The first game, the Lions are playing the Bears. That's going to be the worst football game ever. I might not even turn that on. You can get tickets for $53. The 4.30 p.m. game will have some spice, Cowboys and Raiders. And then the 8.20 p.m. game, ugh, Bills and Saints. Bills are good this year, though. Come on, they NFL. By the Colts. Yeah, they did. And they got worked by the Jaguars recently. Duval, baby. Yeah. Urban, baby. Urban winning game six to nine. There you go. Grinding it out. Grinding out wins. Hey, that's all that matters. All right, here we go. NFL thanks. What's the Detroit Lions record on Thanksgiving? Six hours ago, this was posted. Again, the 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 tradition of the Little Podcast research team is just so amazing. The fact that we just say things and research hey, them on the air. Listen now, they're only 37 and 42 with two ties. I thought it'd be way worse. I guess. Yes, those teams from the the from night the train 60s. lane teams are really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, game results, two thousand six to present. Here we go. All right, let's see. The last Lions win was they lost last year to the Texans, forty one twenty five. The year before that, they lost to the Bears, twenty four twenty. They lost to the Bears the year before that, twenty three sixteen. The year before that, they lost to the Vikings, thirty to twenty three. And in 2016, they beat the Minnesota Vikings 16 to 13 in a barn. Burn. That, that game just I bet I was just I was just sitting on a couch and I couldn't get away from it. It was like watching, <laughs> like watching a slow moving car wreck, knowing it was gonna happen and couldn't get out of the way. Is there two more boring? Is there three more boring teams right now than the Cal, uh, the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings? God. Yeah, I watch the Falcons when I can, and that ain't very fun. <laughs> And the, the Lions beat the Eagles in 2015, 45-14. That must have been fun. Falcons OL looks like I coach it. Dang, the Lions <laughs> won four in a row from 2013 to 2016. Must have been against the Jags and uh, the really bad 49ers that year. The most famous of the uh, 
Thanksgiving games was in again with the Lions was 2000 and let me see I'm of the exact year Perlo podcast research here Lions and Steelers in 1998 when Jerome Bettis called heads and the ref said he called tails remember that game oh, I remember that that was you remember that yep overtime game 1916 so that was still boring all right Number two for Mathis. Welcome to Perlo Podcast. We read the internet. There we go. <laughs> it's like it's like one of seven five the game. It's five thirty in the morning. They read the box score for the newspaper. Oh my, Tommy Mooney. Yeah, I appreciate everything those guys do for high school football. But if I got to hear one more thing about someone who graduated AC4 yep. class of 1965, I'm going to run my car off the road. When I was I was scouting for the Perlo Bowl, driving back to the low country and I was listening to it and they talked about Camden high school 400 times for some reason. Number two for Mathis is big Rick also knows the hand, his prayer. Jerry. Now my dad is the band. My, my, my dad is the Baptist of the group and as such is expected to pray at all family gatherings. It is a thing, but he always specializes in any gathering. It's always about the day. And it's it's it is amazing. He does a great job with it. It's a thing. I'm very unmethodist of him not having already prepared short prayer ready to go. No, it's very no, it's very much like he it's like he's he it's like an oration that he gives to everyone. Uh, but it always is like it's always topical. Um, he always it's always something about the, having the children and everybody there. My dad, I, I kid you not, all jokes aside, my dad loves having the entire family at the house. He thinks all the boys at the house and their families he thinks is the greatest thing ever. And because like I, he just you know old man gets sentimental, but like it's a real thing for him. And the prayer is a reflection of that. I love it. <laughs> Does the prayer happen underneath the Burnett football shrine? It actually happens underneath his hands. He holds his hands. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone shields themselves from the storm underneath it. And then he makes an analogy. He's like, and while I have you in my hands now, the Lord has you in his hands at all times. It's like, it's like Jonathan Edwards sinners in the hands of an angry God. But yeah, exactly. The angry Rick. Uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. It. Number one, we are here. These gentlemen both have separate number ones. They're both very good. Mathis is number one thing about thanksgiving is 20 conversations happening at once we're a big family we're a big family just with the immediate family and my wife is a single child is a only child of a single mother and the first time she came this she said i just can't keep up with everybody because literally there's 25 conversations happening and you can be involved in more than one at a time and like being able to navigate that is a real skill that you learn as you get older but it's something that happens, and I love it. I think it's the greatest thing ever. And I now know why you're able to accomplish the things you do in a school building. 100%. I'm, that's where multitasking began. training his whole life for this. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yes. If you, can't, if you can't keep up, people will leave you. It's a real thing. It, it'd be like you can absolutely, like, get I've, left out of a conversation. I've seen it on Memorial Day, and Memorial Day is just Thanksgiving <laughs> super light. That's why Very I just real. sit in the water and eat five cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Then my wife goes, hey, you don't need a sixth. And I'm like, <laughs> shut up, Mrs. Colonel. I do what I want. I'm like, you're not the boss of me, but you are driving us home. <laughs> you can just stay at our house next year. I probably will next year. Number one for Adam, leftovers. 
Oh, uh, you, 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 and Mrs. Ty would agree on that. Dude, the leftovers are sometimes better than the actual meat. Yeah, I agree with that. Particularly though. the sand, the sandwich game. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you like, are you like a put cranberry sauce with the stuff in all? Of no, the I'm not a monster. Dessert. No, I'm not that person. <laughs> but my I'm saying right. My cousin has like a Twitter feed that he talks about the specialty sandwich. Shout out to Chris. Um, where he, yeah, like, he, has like, he, he has like a series, like a, like he goes like step by step of you thinly spread the mayo and two pieces of white meat. With Chris, I want to send you this way. Go YouTube binging with Babish, the moist maker. All right. <laughs> That'll really change your Thanksgiving sandwich. My guy. How much time do you have to know that off the top of your head? Oh, <laughs> What do you want to know? What do you think? <laughs> I have a knowledge of everything. What do you want to know? Babish, the moist maker? Binging with Babish, the YouTube channel. You've never seen it before? No. No. It's worth your time. Wow. That's how you, that's how you beat a top 10 team right there. You that's how you beat a top 10 team. It, it can't be your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to have outlets. You don't beat 35 under 35 guys if you're solely focused on winning. You got to be full around. <laughs> You don't get the Tyler Army ready to go without being well-rounded. The Tyler Army. You got you got to show them that you know other things that you care about outside of the game. Yeah. To recap, the most notable omission is corn. The, the top thing about Thanksgiving. Yes, the new metal band Corn is the most notable omission. Because that is basically what everyone from York, Pennsylvania looked like in 2001. <laughs> Here's a question. Is Mathis now in trouble with the Juggalos for quoting corn? No, they are. We had they, a meet, we, we, first of all, we, we, we had a meeting. They said it was okay. <laughs> We've already discussed that when we all retire, we're all going to go to the gathering of the Juggalos together. That's right. It'll be we we could record we should record a Perlo episode at the gathering. Well, I read something that said the gatherings are no longer cool because they've become very like corporate. Like if you don't have enough merch, people like look down upon you. So like I'm I'm all about the field. I, I'm frankly just afraid of someone trying to poison us or kill us with nitrous. <laughs> what nitrous? If, if, if you paint your face correctly, that will not happen. Could you imagine us three sitting there recording a podcast on this on this podcast mic? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead face and tell, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, Sean. They're gonna sacrifice you to the great juggalo gods. <laughs> I'm gonna go on a limb and say <laughs> we would be so prof- well. Number one, I bet they can smell the private school on me, and that's not. Me. <laughs> and then two, and then two, we would all be so profoundly uncut. Like even even Burnett would be like, you know what, man, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. I want to go home. <laughs> First of all, they're going to take and turn Sean into Channing Tatum from This Is The End. That is going to happen. Oh, my God, yes. They're going to make him their wife. Yeah, he's going to be on a leash in a gift mask. That is going to happen. That is happening. <laughs> Number one for Mathis, there's 20 conversations happening at once. Number one for Adam is The Leftovers. We'll be back at you next week. Really the fattest answer you could possibly put. <laughs> After the Thanksgiving holiday next week, our episode will be the top with, with all the movement right now in college sports. Next week, we're going to be counting down our top 10 jobs in college football. I like so, that. I like yep. that too. Yep. So that'll be good. It'll be real interesting to see uh, Adam <laughs> choose 
Alabama number one, and uh, Eli Drinkwitz is the successor to Nick Saban. War zone <laughs> update. We ain't played in forever. We got no, and they keep that. sending us emails being like, hey, guy, hope you're good. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Warzone is like a, like an ex-girlfriend that won't go away. She is that girl off uh, off Wayne's World who keeps following you around to the club. I made like, a gun rack for your bike. <laughs> it, Warzone is thirsty. I think we were the three people keeping that game in front. I think we're going to be playing it tonight. I think Mathis is about to send the game. Yes, we had to get on that because, of course, we had. To, I guess we got to start the count back over because I don't even think it's it's somewhere so far down on our on our feed. I can't remember who was where. Um, if you want to contact us, just call us. You know who we are. Um, <laughs> or you can find <laughs> us on Twitter at Perlo Podcast. In our homes. Let's just be real. If you if you really love the new commercial, please let us know. Yeah, I want to hear. We need comments. Let's, let's see. Do we have any new comments on on Apple Podcasts? I don't think so, but we, we should. <laughs> some Iranian asking for us to get him out there's a new podcast on here called the Palora podcast hmm sounds like we need to fight oh yeah we need What's to trade more just... all right let's see any new comments scroll down we have a 4.9 rating thank you 13 ratings 4.9 no new comments somebody leave a comment let us know you're listening we need a review but I do appreciate the 4.9 out of 5 star rating it's pretty good We'd, we'd sell some stuff on Amazon. Also, if you're in San Juan, Puerto Rico, please trademark uh, on your T-shirts the new Godfather accent to go along with the hamster for Adam. Appreciate you tuning in to the Perlo Podcast top 10 list from the South Carolina country. It's good to be back. Japan. Japan. We've got to do that. Oh, Japan. Japan. That's right. Today, I could consider myself <laughs> the luckiest podcaster in the history of the empire of Japan and Laos. <laughs> Don't forget Laos. And also we made through a whole episode with zero big words and Le- lexicon. I, uh, and I did Ornitho- not get ornithologist. I, or, we said the word orderland. We had to look it up. You said, I also did not get bored the entire podcast, which is also, no, you did a little bit in the middle. I saw that, but I'd let it go. When, when you're, eat, when you're eating your ramen, like a 12 year old, uh, 22 year old. He, he won't admit this to us. He did not put a flavor pack on that ramen. Yes, I did. There was a half chicken flavor pack. He was dude, eating dude. water noodles and he doesn't want to. <laughs> no, no. I drained that, the water. That, that Somerville tap water is what that is. Don't lie. You have no. an amoeba now. No, you got to drain the you got to drain the water before you eat the noodles. That lurch water tasting good. <laughs> it didn't. It did in October. You're darn right, it did. Have a great week. Let us know that you listened. Tell us. See you later. That was fun, boys.